Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you have joined me once again for our look at angels, these magnificent, uh, beautiful, stunning, unusual, um, amazing creatures. Um, so, so glad that you have returned. Uh, the next type of angel is called a beast, believe it or not. Uh, the Greek word is zoon, and the definition is a living being. The function is a living being full of eyes with six wings surrounding God's throne. These beasts proclaim, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, which was, and is, and is to come. You know, it's amazing. God is, is everlasting. And that is found in Revelation chapter 4, 1, 3 through 11. Revelation chapter 4, 1 through 11. We can see the next type of angel is an archangel. The Greek word is archeglos. The definition is chief of the angels. The function uh, is the archangel is the highest of the order of angels. So there is a, there is a order that God has to his kingdom, you know, authority. It's amazing. It's his government, the government of God. And so these, the archangels are the very highest that God has. And that is in first Thessalonians four thirteen through 18. And then we have Michael. Uh, the Hebrew word is Michael. And the definition is who is like God. The function is he's the chief of the archangels. So who is the head of most of everything in, in the angelic uh, region is Michael. He's the chief, the head honcho of the archangels, the guardian angel of the Israelites. His other name is Prince is another name by which Michael is called meaning ruler of rulers, leader, chief, captain of the invisible host army of God. And that is found in Daniel 10, 1 through 13, as well as Daniel 12, 1 through 3. And it carries on here, very many scriptures on that one. The next uh, angel is called Gabriel. Uh, the Hebrew word uh, meaning is warrior and man of God. The definition is an archangel of God loved and used for his purposes within creation. The function is Gabriel is to send messages of great importance to humanity. And we can see where he was sent to Daniel uh, chapter 8, 1 through 19. Daniel 9. 20 through 23. And we can also see where uh, he was sent uh, in the New Testament, Luke 1, 5 through 38. And they make announcements and special uh, messages to God's people. We have also, we have preaching angels. The Greek word is evangelizo eglesos. You know, it's amazing. The preacher is got that, you know, the Greek word is very similar to evangelist. An evangelist is one that 
preaches the good news, that reaches out to humanity to give them the truth, the reality of life. The definition is a preaching angel, and the function is an angel proclaiming the glad tidings of the coming kingdom of God and the salvation to be obtained through Christ, instructing humanity concerning the things pertaining to Christian salvation. We can find that in Revelation 14, 6 through 7. We also have the proclaiming angels. The Hebrew word is eglesos, and the definitions is angels that proclaim reality. The function, angels proclaim and bring to light truth. You know, the whole world, the Bible tells us, sits in darkness and is void and without reality. It's as if, if you walked into a home and it was never, they didn't have a light. They didn't have a light switch. They didn't have a light bulb. They didn't have windows to let the sun in. They just sat in darkness. They all, it was just a concrete, uh, container and they sat in there in darkness all their life without the light. And that is what it's like when people live without truth. They don't, they don't know the Bible. They don't know God. They're not full of the Holy Spirit. They're not full of hope and joy and, and uh, looking forward to the promises of God coming to pass in their life for themselves and their fellow man. They don't look forward to, to the celestial city. Heaven is the name of that place. They don't see inside of the invisible realm around them the host, the army of the Most High God. All of these angels in their, in their various functions and services to God and for mankind. And uh, it's very sad. You don't have to sit in darkness today. Just say, Father, Father God, I have sinned. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Fill me full of the Holy Spirit. Give me your Bible so that I can read it and wash my mind and my life. And uh, I thank you for the angels that will guide me all the way home into the celestial city named heaven. So these angels, they proclaim and bring to light truth. Revelation 14, 8, Revelation 14, 9 through 12, Revelation 18, 17 through 21. We can see the next group is called the common, uh, the usual angels. When I was studying this out, I thought there's nothing common or usual about any of the angels I saw. They are magnificent. You know, they walk, they walk on the, in the air. You know, how we have to walk on the floor. We don't, we don't walk in the air. <laughs> but they, the air is like floor to them. And they fly and they, they walk in the air and they walk through walls. Uh, you know, they're a spirit. Um, but anyway, the Greek word for them is aglos, and the definition is a messenger of God. And their function is one whom God sends to execute his purpose. And we can find that in Matthew 1, 18 through 25, Matthew 2, 13 through 14, Matthew 28, 1 through 7, and Acts 5, 16 through 20. Acts 8, 25 through 35, Acts 10, 1 through 8, Acts 12, 7 through 11, and Acts 12, 19 through 23. We can see the guardian angels. Uh, the Hebrew word is malach shomar, and the definition is angels that keep God's people. And 
uh, I was talking about them before, that we've all been given angels, and uh, they all look at the face of God, you know, over us. And uh, they've been given to protect and to guard us. And that is their function, to keep, to guard, to watch, to protect, to save, to deliver, to restrain, to keep within bounds and preserve. They don't want your life blown apart. They don't want your marriage torn apart. They don't want your business fried. They don't want your soul lost in eternal darkness. They want everything for you. The angels of God want everything good for you. They are for you. They are not against you. And we can see this in Psalm 91, 9 through 12, Matthew 18, 10, Psalm 34, 7. Then we go to the ministering angels. The Greek word uh, is alet orgikos, pneuma. And the definition is a servant of God who minister by taking care of God's people. And the function is the performance of service. They are employed in ministering and serving and attending to the people of God. And uh, they, they watch out for the ones that reject God as God stands there with his love. And he, he's always devising ways, as Second Samuel 14, 14 tells us, he devises ways that is banished, the ones that refuse him are not expelled from him, depart from me, I never knew you. He's always, God's always devising ways to bring you to himself. Uh, surrender today and quit fighting God. Quit fighting good. Quit fighting inheritance. Quit fighting the Lord. Surrender and let him set you free from the demonic kingdom and give you a life worth living. We can see their functions in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, 10 through 14, 1 Kings 19, 1 through 8. Then we're going to go into the avenging angels. The Hebrew word is naukal melech. The definition is angels that wound, kill, and slay. Actually happens. You know, they, they we, we read about how they took Herod out. Their function Angels that are sent from God to execute his orders. Kill. Jesus has taught us, fear God. Fear God. Fear him who, after he has killed the body, can throw your whole body and soul into hell. Fear God. He means what he says. We are here to love and, and to enjoy God, but we also need to respect him and live intelligently. Uh, you know, you wouldn't run your Porsche right off the freeway, right over a cliff so that you can go down a few, uh, uh, few uh, high rise uh, lengths to, to end up uh, in your death, would you? Any more than you continue to fight with God. Uh, the avenging angels are found in Genesis 19, 1 through 29. They're also found in 2 Samuel 24, 13 through 17, Isaiah 37, 31 through 36, 1 Corinthians 10, 10, Hebrews 11, 24 through 28, Revelation 7, 1 through 3, Revelation 8, 7 through 13, 
Revelation 9, 1 through 21, Revelation 14, 17 through 20, Revelation 15, 1 through 8, Revelation 16, 1 through 21, Revelation 17, 1 through 18, Revelation 18, 1 through 24. Then we get into the death angel. The Greek word is thanatos melech. The definition is a created being made to destroy. God has made the death angel to destroy. The function is a being created to destroy the wicked as God orders. The death angel killed. And the death angel is sent by Almighty God to kill. That is found in Revelation 6, 7 through 8. Then we can see the hell angel. The Greek word is Hades Malach. The definition is the ruler of the lower regions. The function is a being created to destroy the wicked. Exodus 12. 21 through 23 and we can see where that was the the event there with Moses and the death angel passed over and did not kill the ones that had the blood on their doors is the blood of Jesus on you if not make sure that you apply that to your life today Revelation 6 7 through 8 then we see the angel with the key and the chain the Greek word is agleos kles Hellas. The definition is the angel with the key and the chain. The function, the angel apprehends the devil, binds him, and casts him into the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. That's during the millennial reign of Christ upon the earth. That is found in Revelation 21 through 3. We can see uh, the angels who present the Greek word is aglios deknoia. The definition, angels that present truth. You know, Jesus came to speak of truth, John 18, 37. Jesus came with grace, that's everything he is to help you all the way home, and he came with truth. And you know, truth is the only thing that will make us free. We have to know the truth before we leave the demonic kingdom and we leave a life of sin because we know the truth that if we continue in those journeys and die in that position, we will enter into a place eternally separated from the Lord in the lake of fire. The function of the angels who present, angels that reveal reality, they unpackage truth. Revelation 21, 9 through 11. Revelation 22, 1 through 9. Then we have angels who testify. The Greek word is agleos martyreo. The definition, angels that witnesses, they're witnesses and reports truth. The angel watches and reports, watches and reports. These are angels who testify. Zechariah 1, 1 through 21. Zechariah 2, 1 through 13. Revelation 1, 1 through 2. Revelation 21, 16 through 21. 
Then we have the warring angels. The Hebrew word is neka malak, and the definition is killing angels. The functions, angels that kill at God's command. Kill, God says, and they kill. This is found in 2 Kings 19, 31 through 37. Then we have the coronation angels. The Hebrew word is malak. Definition is angel. Function, stand beside angel. These angels stand beside you. We can find that in Zechariah 3, 1 through 10. Uh, very interesting. I want you to go check out these scriptures and read about all these angels. Then we have the directing angels. The Hebrew word is eglohos. Definition is an angel that directs the function, angels directing the path of humanity. I saw these angels as they were, they appeared in my cottage and they pointed me to go this way. All of these angels stood by and they were pointing me, go that way. And it was down the deck of my cottage and into the river I went to swim to the cross. It was an amazing journey. But when these angels were pointing and they said, go this way, they were directing angels. I thought, what? I'm not going to be uh, swimming and diving in the Caloosahatchee River at this time in the morning. And they said, yes, go that way. And I just, that's the way I went. Uh, that's found in Matthew 2, 10 through 15. Matthew 2, 19 through 21. You know, uh, angels have had interaction with humanity since the very get-go, since the very beginning of time. They work for God, with God, for His creation. And we can see that they have been on rescue missions. We can read the story about Hagar and Ishmael uh, in the book of Genesis 21, 1 through 21. You know, Sarah and Abraham were loved of God, but so was Hagar. And Sarah and Abraham couldn't have children, and so they got their maid to have sex with Abraham and had a baby. And as the sun grew and, and there was a contention between Sarah and the maid Hagar, and words were said, and she ran off with her son and this, that, and the other. And uh, the angel found her as a runaway, and uh, let her know that God sees your pain. God knows your pain, and we're here to help you, and we want you to go this way. They directed her path to, to, to go into a place of inheritance for her. And so they follow, she followed their advice and their counsel, uh, and uh, she was able to leave with her son, and her son was made... Uh, God just multiplied them and uh, made them very wealthy and prestigious. And it's a beautiful story about Hagar and Ishmael and the angels that were on a rescue mission. We can also see uh, Abraham and Isaac in the, in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, 1 through 18, where God told Abraham one day, he said, I want you to take Isaac and sacrifice him to me. You know, the son that he waited all 25 years for. He waited 25 years for God to give him the promise. 25 years. You know, it's, the Bible tells us that through faith and patience, Hebrews 6, 12, we inherit the promises. And uh, I think that we forget to teach that sometimes, along with your faith, you're going to have to wait. Okay? And don't forfeit in between time. You know, he waited 25 years. He finally got this kid. He raised him, and then God's like, all right, now I want you to go sacrifice him to me. Now, that's just unbelievable. 
Because God is not a people killer like that. You know, I'm sure Abraham's mind was just drifting and uh, wondering what in the world, you know. But he obeyed God. And uh, right as he was going to stick that knife into his son, an angel appeared. He says, no, Abraham, God was just testing you. You've passed the test. God will provide the lamb. Amazing story. Then we uh, come to Daniel chapter 6, 1 through 28, where Daniel, a very, very good man, uh, that was taken in the, in the Babylonian captivity, um, he would pray to God all the time. And, and this, this entity that he lived in, he was a high up, an official, and people didn't like him. So they made a decree that whoever was seen praying to their God was going to be killed. And so Daniel was seeing prayed, and, and the story continues fast forward where Daniel's thrown into a lion's den to be killed by the lion. But we can see in this uh, chapter, this segment of scripture, of history, where an angel of God was sent to shut the mouth of the lion. So Daniel was not his dinner. And Daniel came out alive, and uh, they made Daniel even a higher upper, and they made God the God of that nation. So it all worked out in the end, right? Sometimes we have to wait to the end for to, to really see the big picture as we walk through life. You know, faith has mysteries, and we just keep following the pure one on the throne. And uh, we know that Romans 8.28, that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose to be his. We can see this story in second Kings chapter six, one through 18 regarding the prophet Elijah and Elisha. When uh, they woke up one morning and they were surrounded by uh, an army and because Elijah was hearing what was going on in their bedroom doors and reporting it per God and uh, his his uh, disciple, you might say, his assistant would, was standing there and Elijah prayed to, for God to open his eyes to see who was amongst them inside of the invisible realm. And uh, lo and behold, to, to his delight, <clears throat> he saw the host of the army of God that surrounded, uh, surrounded them, that they were never alone, but the Lord was with them. And the host of the army of the Lord, you know, was with them. God never leaves us to fight on our own and to live on our own. God is always with us. And I love that, you know. So ask God today to open your eyes to see within the invisible realm, you know. Uh, because life is so much more than what we see with our natural eyes. Uh, it is extensively more. We can see Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 27, 1 through 25. He was being taken uh, to his place um, to uh, be brought before Caesar. And uh, they took a ship. And in this ship, it almost ended up destroying all of their lives. And Paul said, I think you should go this way. But they didn't listen to Paul. And it just got really bad, from bad to worse. But Paul stood up in verse uh, 23 and he said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. 
saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told. And so we can see that God rescued Apostle Paul and uh, was, was spoken to by an angel of the Lord. And things turned out exactly as the angel declared. We can see in Numbers uh, chapter 22, 1 through 35, that God stops sinners in their way uh, with the story of Balaam. When uh, they, Balaam and Balak were working to try to bring a curse upon Israel, and uh, there was an angel that stood in the way of, of this gentleman to stop him, but he couldn't see. He couldn't see the angel, but he was pushing him back from going into the way of sin. I appreciate that about angels, don't you? I thank God for the angels that surround us. Another very special thing uh, angels do is they announce people's births. We can see in Judges chapter 13, 1 through 25, where Samson, he was a very strong individual that God raised up to come against a nation uh, that was coming against his nation. And uh, he made the very special announcement to his mother in a very, very dramatic way about this son that would be born to deliver his people from the Philistines. And his name is Samson. And then we can see in Luke uh, chapter 1, 5 through 25, where an angel appeared to John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, as he served in his priestly office. An angel appeared to him and told him what would come to be, that he was going to have a son. And, uh, and he stated what kind of person he was going to be and what his purpose was. We can also see in Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 25, that angels, they bring couples together. You know, we can see the story of Mary being, uh, they announced to Mary that she was going to have uh, Jesus and be the mother of Jesus Christ. And uh, then we can see where Joseph had a little bit of a problem with that, given the fact that they had never had a sexual relationship because they weren't married. And so God made sure that he also sent an angel to Joseph to clear the deck so that they could be together and give Joseph understanding into the situation. We can see that uh, in Luke chapter 2, 1 through 20, an angel appeared to Mary to, to tell her that um, she was going to be the mother of the Passover lamb, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. We can also see in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, 1 through 11, where angels surrounded Jesus when he was having his, his uh, time there with the devil in the wilderness for 40 days, you know, where God took him out to duke it out with the devil to see, uh, see what Christ had learned and see if he could, you know, was able to, to, to stand against the devil before he went into his public ministry. You know, many of you out there might be waiting to go into that time where God is developing you and training you and equipping you uh, to go into public ministry. And before that happens, I would say every time, 
God is going to give you a season where he has allowed things to happen upside down in your life. But hold on to the truth. Hold on to the word and walk slowly because you will overcome the devil as Jesus did. And then God will put you forth in public ministry. But you have to be able to withstand the devil and the rocks that he throws through your life. But the angels strengthened Christ, uh, you know, strengthened him in his uh, fight against the devil. We can see them. We can also see where the angels strengthened Christ in his purpose. The, the fact that he was going to go to the Calvary. He was going to be slaughtered. He was going to be beaten. He, they, they beat him with whips that, uh, that, that, that had something inside of him. I don't, they look like little rocks and it would take the skin out of his back. He, he was, he was totally, um, totally slaughtered for us. And uh, we can see in the book of Luke 22, 39 through 44, where uh, he was sweating like almost like great drops of blood and where the angels surrounded him to strengthen him. I just wanted to bring out a few fun, interesting facts uh, about angels, you know, things that I found quite amazing. They actually rejoice over one sinner. This is God. I was wrong. Please forgive me and wash my sins away. I want you to be my father. I want to come home. Maybe you've strayed from God and you have forsook God and you trashed the life he gave you and the family he gave you. But God wants to forgive you. If you want to hear the angels singing, just repent and come on home. We can see that in Luke 15, 3 through 7. We can see where angels make loud noise and they move big objects in Matthew 28, 1 through 7, as the angel appeared to the grave of Jesus. And when they, when they appeared and they rolled away the stone, a big earthquake happened. They were loud and they moved things. I thought that was very, very interesting. And the fact that angels, they never get married. Matthew 22, 23 through 30, angels never get married. And we, when we leave the planet, heaven will be like the angels. And, uh, you know, Jesus states that there will be uh, no marriage in heaven. So it's going to be different, it, uh, but we'll be completely filled. We will want for nothing. We will want for absolutely nothing in heaven. Um, also, the fact that angels fly, you know, <laughs> I've never seen my post office guy flying through the sky, you know, the one that delivers the mail. I've always seen him just driving his truck and uh, the lady that serves you Starbucks. I've never seen her running through the or flying to, to somebody with a latte. You know, it's just we don't we don't fly. Birds fly, but angels do too. Revelation 8, 13. We can see in Psalm 35, 5, that angels chase people. It said, let them be as chaff before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. You know, have you ever ran from somebody chasing you? <laughs> well, it might have been an angel. We can see in Psalm 35, 6, that angels persecute people. It says, let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. <laughs> Angels do a lot of things, don't they? Angels, they also walk on ladders. Uh, we can see that in Genesis 28, 10 through 12, when Jacob saw them walking up and down the ladder in his dream. Amazing. 
Also, inter angels entertain people, and sometimes when angels are entertaining people, they're not aware they're angels. I just see a picture right now of a big park and some lonely people sitting on a bench, and you might have even been greeted uh, the other day by somebody that sat next to you and said, hello, how are you, and just got to talking. You never know. You might have been entertained by an angel unaware. Hebrews 13, 2. And angels, they stand on the four corners of the earth. The Bible calls them the four corners of the earth, Revelation 7, 1. And they hold the four winds of the earth. We know that the, the earth is circular, but it has four corners. And, and there's an angel stationed at each corner, and they hold the wind. Amazing, amazing creatures. We can see that in Revelation 7, 2 through 3, that angels, they have the seal of the living God. And angels, they seal the servants of God in their foreheads. That's amazing because the, the seal of God is in our foreheads. You know, in the uh, tribulation period, the devil, the Antichrist, will try to seal the human race with his seal, which is 666. Don't take that seal. Anybody that takes that seal in their forehead or their, their hand and, and lets them put a chip there will be eternally damned. So you don't want to do that. You want to be sealed by God. We can also see that angels transport saints to heaven. Uh, the big book of Luke 16, 23. And it came to pass that the beggar died. There was a beggar and a rich man's. Uh, you know, if you got up one day and you lived in a palace, it's like, oh, the beggar's out there again at the gate, you know. And the guy just ignored him every day. Well, one day the beggar died and was carried up to heaven by the angels while the rich man was lowered into eternal damnation because he didn't care for the beggar. Luke 16, 22 through 23. And we can also see where angels transport saints to various locations. Uh, Revelation 21, 9 through 11. And uh, it says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues. That's a very terrible time that's coming up in the future called the tribulation period. We know that as Christians that our exit is coming up, whether that's the day we die or the day that we're raptured and, and where Christ comes for the pure and the obedient Christian and we just vanish from the earth. It says two will be in the field, one taken, the other left. And then comes the tribulation period, seven years of pure hell poured out from the throne of Almighty God upon humanity. Many people will get saved in the tribulation. Many Christians that didn't live right with Christ on the earth will be left in the tribulation. Just do not take the mark of the beast. Do not worship his image. Uh, surrender your life to Christ. Go through what you must. But even if you're killed, beheaded, or whatever the case might be, you will go up into heaven. So we can see that it says, and, I and he talked with me saying, come hither, I will show thee. I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out, descending out of heaven from God, 
having the glory of God in her light, was likened to a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Good night. Aleron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rieleron today at www.rieleron.org.